0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Ashy, who is an artist and a very big fan of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. We had uh, a great time chatting about all of her art and uh, randomly Final Fantasy XIV in this podcast. So it's it's kind of all over the place, but it was a blast. And uh, I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Around last year I reconnected with an old friend of mine who I hadn't been able to talk to in about like two, four years. So I had mentioned I had always seen stuff about like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, like offhand on Tumblr and Twitter and things. And I didn't realize he was very into the series himself already. So I asked if um one of the games would be a good start for me, and he suggested Bloodborne. So he went ahead and bought that for me. And we started co oping together and just playing together like non stop, like four hours each time we would do it. And I ended up falling in love with the game and I started drawing a lot of art for it. And it like really inspired me to get back into just drawing itself. And after we played Bloodborne together, that's when I started asking about Dark Souls. So he ended up buying Dark Souls three for me on the PC. And as soon as I started playing that, I just got hooked into like souls a lot <laughs> i love the game so much so i think of it as a so it's really special to me i guess bloodborne especially because it helped me reconnect with a friend i had lost touch with
0: nice was where were you we, what kind of video games were you playing around that time like what was it was it kind of a, a weird shift to go into a game like bloodborne or, or dark souls 3 yes
1: actually it was <laughs> because i normally play jrpgs like final fantasy and stuff so it was really different going into a game like bloodborne and i didn't think i would actually enjoy it and i really did <laughs>
0: Good. I'm glad. It's it's really awesome that um, Bloodborne can bring friends together like that, and then like introduce you to a totally different kind of video game that you had never really played before.
1: It was interesting, just because he said I would enjoy it because I do like raiding in MMOs. So mm-hmm. I'm used to bashing my head against bosses for hours, trying to figure out their mechanics and getting through it. And I ended up loving doing that in Dark Souls Bloodborne. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, that's like the, the long boss fights, I think are, are really interesting. Like it's, it's, you know, some of those boss fights, you just like, how am, am I ever going to do anything to this guy? And then like by the end of it, you're like, okay, I have perfected this. I don't, I didn't even use yes. a, a blood vial. I
1: love, I love those kind of challenges so much. And I think that's why I like rating so much in fort in, um, the MMO that I play FF 14. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. Spend a month actually on and off trying to get through one boss fight to get it down perfect to where you're just no problems when you do it
0: <laughs> I have um quite a few friends that are really really into Final Fantasy 14 and are also really into Bloodborne um it's kind of a it's, it's a weird overlap that I wouldn't like I need to I need to go deep I need to do an investigative study to figure out like what the commonality <laughs> is because it's all it, it's like almost universally women and they are all into Bloodborne and they are all into Final Fantasy 14 <laughs>
1: I will say there are some places that in 14 that do remind me of Bloodborne. And my friend and I actually, the friend that I reconnected with, we actually took screenshots together, made outfits that looked like the outfits we wore in Bloodborne, and went to specific areas, got some shots down, and it looked like we. Crossed over Bloodborne into FF14. It was really neat.
0: <laughs> that is great. You need to send me if you, if those pictures are up anywhere. You need to send me them to us. I can add Yeah, them. I'll so show you them yeah. after. Yeah. Um, because that, that, I that that's just really great. I love it when you uh, playing. I, I love to play dress up anyway, like in video games, like fashion. Souls oh, is, is, Me is too. It's my important thing. And um, that's <laughs> actually one of the things. Like seeing screenshots of Final Fantasy 14 is like, oh wow. Like I want to go do that. Just like I don't care about the game at all. I just want to create a character and like dress them up in crazy different outfits.
1: Honestly, that's what we love doing—is we love dressing up with my friends. (laughs) So you're not alone, I promise.
0: So um, you played through Bloodborne with your friend co-op. Did you get? Were you guys just like? Was he was he just bouncing into your world, and you were bouncing into his, or was it uh, like kind of? Yes. So he actually.
1: So he actually had completed the game previously, and he wanted to remake his character because he hated how his character looked, so he made the same character just better. So what we did is we literally played the entire game together, went through, we would go into my file, finish off one boss, then I would go into his file, help with one boss. We just kept going back and forth and completing everything together.
0: Nice. Was he um was he filling you in on on the lore stuff at the same time or were you picking up on all that on on your own?
1: He was filling me in on a lot of stuff and he was also trying to surprise me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which I thought was fun. So I had a I had a fun time just pointing out and asking, What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? What's this? And he got really excited just to share that with me and everything. So sure, it was really yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, the story—it's—it's—it's it's, it's weird when you're a veteran Souls player. Like one of the best things that you can do is is shepherd somebody through the game, but let them make all of the same mistakes that you made the first time, so that they can live through that same experience. Like everybody wants to wants to see the people get hit by the um, like by the log trap in the Forbidden Woods, right? Like <laughs> that, that. Everybody wants to oh, see that he,
1: happen. he would lure me directly into stupid stuff like that and just laugh at me of when course. it would happen, when I would get good, like good, hit good. by it. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, so great your friend you are. And he has video recordings of some of the dumbest deaths I've ever had. And we'll always show them off to our friends. And I'm just like, you're so mean.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. How long did it take you between um, like starting to play the game and, and starting to do like art and stuff for it outside of the game?
1: Uh, not even a month. <laughs> like <laughs> As soon as I actually started playing it, I started drawing so much art for it.
0: Were you doing that... Um, like was is that something that you normally do for for video games? Do you do a lot of fan art?
1: Yeah, actually, I don't do a lot of fan art. I guess you can say for 14 it counts, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm just drawing my friends' characters in 14, so it's not really fan art in a sense, but it is at the same time. But I normally don't draw a lot of fan art when I'm playing a game at the same time. So it was actually fun to do that.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So What do you think it was about Bloodborne? The aesthetic and the and the kind of the style. That...
1: Aesthetic, the way. It the story was the way the characters were portrayed and i said i was like okay i want to try doing ink work with this because i thought it would fit the um, aesthetic of how the game is and i went so hard in trying to improve how to work in black and white and i got hooked on doing it and i, I don't know it was just something about the game that made me really inspired to get back into this art traditionally
0: did um how was the reception like, I don't know if you if you were experiencing the Souls community up to that point, but um, the Souls community can be very aggro in a lot of different ways. Like, what was the reception like when you started posting that stuff up?
1: Uh, so, I posted it on Twitter and Tumblr, and that's around more so, I guess, the artists of the Soulsborn community. And I got, I got amazing reception for that. And I had, I met so many amazing artists in the community and i was kind of shocked that they enjoyed my work the way they did and i got to talk to a lot of people that are also artists or just like involved in the community and it was just everyone was so nice and even when i posted um some of my boss fan art i did digitally on reddit people there were incredibly nice about the way the art looked and could tell where my, i drew a lot of my inspiration from the style so that made me really happy as well nice
0: Good. I'm, I'm glad that the Souls community stood up and actually did something nice. <laughs> always, uh, like I always word. hear
1: that they're like passive aggressive aggro, get good and stuff. But um, I guess because I got around with mostly the artists in the community, I didn't experience that.
0: Yeah, I think that um, a lot of that is the the PvP side of things. Because when I was real oh. act, in, active in PvP, I was running a um, like a Dark Souls hate mail blog and uh oh my it, God. it was just the worst of the worst like i would you know you would invade somebody and they would just call you the most racist homophobic stuff they could possibly think oh of my it was just horrible God.
1: honestly that stuff doesn't phase me because i pvp in an ff14 and you see some of the dumbest stuff told to you <laughs> when you're playing it so it's nothing new
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty um, much the
1: same along those lines
0: the what i found is is something similar is that the um, like the fanfic writers and the the artist and the, the the people around Dark Souls are, are so incredibly nice and welcoming. It's, it's just really, it's good to have, like, a community like that around the game, I think.
1: It actually made me really happy because I've been, like, looking for a new kind of fan community to get more involved in, and it was just really hard because I'm very picky about the kind of things I get into. So, when I got really involved in this, I was like, oh my god, I actually really love this community. I've never seen a community so welcoming, and I actually, um, noticed that the, uh, overseas community, like the Japanese and Korean players, they're also incredibly friendly with wanting to like, get to know like how your character is and stuff and how you made them and when you draw them. And I've actually, I got to co-op with um, a Japanese player that I met and she was incredibly sweet. We had a fun time co-oping together and I've gotten to draw a couple fan arts for a few of these people with their hunters. And they're just, they're so nice and it reminded me of how um the 14 community is overseas as well because they're the same way they're very open receptive to talking to um english native speakers and it's just it i guess art in a sense connects people really well so that was incredibly awesome
0: yeah it's that's 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 really rad to hear like that's just like some of the coolest stuff in the world like that's the way um like i've met so many people and it sounds so stupid but like i've met so many people through dark souls like if i had not like rented this game from gamefly like it literally changed my life and how it how my life like (laughs) what would i do on the weekends like it changes i have this podcast like it's all this kind of stuff and it seems Mm -hmm. so silly to say that but it's absolutely true of like it can literally change like you know who you know or like the people that you meet or the people that you bond with it can you know create friendships
1: it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy.
0: It's, it's still kind of it boggles my mind a little bit, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, no. I always think the same thing because it's just like you get so connected with these people and it's just like, how does this happen? <laughs> and you click with these communities so well and it's just so enjoyable and so nice.
0: Maybe the internet is good, actually, <laughs> for all of the Sometimes stuff. it can be good. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it can um, be good. Sometimes. What was your kind of first uh, uh, build or weapon that you chose when you are running through Bloodborne? For the okay. first Okay,
1: so immediately when I started looking into Bloodborne, I remember the f- one weapon I really, really wanted to try out was the Blades of Mercy. So I actually had my friend, I actually restarted my file I first started with my friend because I messed up Eileen's quest and I was like, this means like, I wanted to, you know, save her and i realized i kind of was gonna let her die at that point so i restarted my file i had gotten up to the forbidden woods with my friend and redid everything proper and oh my god that solo fight against (laughs) the uh, bloody crow was so annoying took me i think half an hour by myself to get down and when i got the blades of mercy i it was just i was in love with that build so i did a skill dex build Nice. Because I I really like attacking fast. That's my thing. I love attacking fast and stun locking. That's real fun. And I ended up picking up Rakuyo after that. And I it took me a while to figure out how to master playing that just because the, I had to mess around with the buttons. It was a little different than what I was used to with the Blades of Mercy. Mm-hmm. But I ended up loving that one too. And that was just fun. So I really like skill builds. I like attacking fast. It's funny because in Dark Souls 3, I'm a pure arcane build. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny um the the blades of mercy are the one weapon that i i just i cannot use for some reason in, in bloodborne oh I've, I've tried uh i specifically because i had a um i think i wanted to do like a crow cosplay kind of setup for pvp stuff and um just mm-hmm. like went killed her got the you know get, got the blades of mercy and was just like ah, i just don't like this like i'm all of my skill stuff, like all of my skill weapons, were always uh, the Rikuyo. Like once I found the Rikuyo, that was pretty much it for me. Like that was that was the weapon <laughs> I used forever and ever. Amen. How long did it take you and your friend to kind of get through the the first playthrough?
1: It took us a month, okay. about a month to get to help me get through it. And then we he ended up helping me get the DLC because he saw how hooked I was, and it was like, okay, let's try the DLC. I've never fought a boss so annoying ever in my life before, like the Orphan of Koss. Oh my god! <laughs> and Lawrence, both awful bosses. Just I hated them. I hated both of those boss fights. I think Lawrence actually took us longer than Koss to co-op.
0: Yeah, Lawrence is can awful be because- extremely tough. Like if you don't, especially if you don't, if you're not prepared for that phase three fight, like you have no idea what he's doing. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I think it, it sucks because we one shot it on his file. But as soon as we went into mine, no, everything kind of just fell apart. And it was just it was bad. Orphan, of Cost took us a little bit of uh, trying out um, baiting back and forth between each other to mm-hmm. get him <laughs> to uh, do with us. And now just imagine having to do that twice. <laughs> for oh, yeah. one friend for a couple hours, and then doing it again for another friend for a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> I um I just recently helped somebody out on a uh, Orphan of Cause for the first time in a long time that since I've I played that fight, and uh, it's just it's like that to me is the epitome of the Bloodborne fights. Like that's probably my favorite fight in the game, even over Lady Maria. Um, I, I just, I, I, I I love it so much. It's so hard and it's so much fun. He's screaming at you the entire time, which I find great. Like I love bosses that actually just yell at you the entire time that they're killing you. Like it seems just rude and it's great. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like doing that, I I like him a lot too, because you can do that, that kind of trade off, like where you trade aggro back and forth, but, uh, yes.
1: And that's how we were able to get it down was we were trading our aggro back and off baiting over by the, uh, water and it actually worked. We didn't think it would. (laughs) But it did, and it was great that it worked.
0: Yeah, he's he's he can be smart sometimes though. Like he'll figure it out and like come come at the other person all of a sudden. Like he, he he's he's pretty good about doing surprising the player, I think. Which I, which again, I like a whole lot.
1: Oh, I do too. That's like really fun. The my favorite boss actually from that DLC is Ludwig. I love that boss. Oh man,
0: boss. Ludwig is So great, like that weird horse faced creature thing amalgam of a flesh thing happening Mm -hmm. oh man and then the cutscene oh it's so beautiful
1: and just his music is it's gorgeous I love his battle music so so much it's so good
0: It's um the like all of the music in the DLC is is um, so great, right? Like it's just like Lady Maria's theme I, f- I find is one of oh, the oh hers is yeah. is
1: phenomenal. I love her theme song so much.
0: I always um always whenever Bloodborne music comes up, I can't help myself um, from talking about that one. Uh, there was a live concert in Sweden and they were doing a bunch of video game music and they have um, I don't know the singer's name, but they brought this this gorgeous singer out. Uh, has the most gorgeous voice, and she's just she's doing the theme, like the menu theme, that kind of high pitched oh. thing. If you've never, no, if you've not seen that, I'll I'll send you a link to it because it is. Please
1: do, because I, I would love to. I would love to hear that.
0: It's got like one million views or something on on YouTube, and I'm like probably a good two hundred thousand of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a significant. Like if they're looking at their metrics, they're like, who is this guy named Jeremy just repeating this video over and over again? Oh
1: my God, that's what <laughs> he.
0: So did you ever go back through and uh, play the game on your own? Like, did you do more playthroughs than just the one with your friend?
1: I tried playing a bit by myself just when my friend wasn't available to see how I would do. I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, I've helped him... Like, I've done more damage in bosses before when we would be so rusty at playing because we also both play 14 together and we would go back after months of not playing and then we realized we're both so rusty. But I tried by myself and I just suck. I just (laughs) suck at the game by myself. Because I get too greedy when I play and I do stupid things because of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard when you get someone like a like Bloodborne is such an aggressive game, but you have to know when to stop. Uh, and it's such a it's such a if you get just a little bit too greedy, like you'll you can die instantly, and it's it's it can be really frustrating sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's and one I'm, thing that uh, for being greedy. <laughs> Dark Souls and Bloodborne has taught me, and just like that, I, I take to all other games now is just don't ever get greedy on the, like the last couple of hits of a boss fight. Just like chill out, you're okay, you have plenty of time.
1: I'm trying to be better about that <laughs> cause I'm really, really bad about trying to get like the last few hits, and I'm like, oh, that's so bad.
0: <laughs> when did uh, when did you pick up Dark Souls? Like where did you go from Bloodborne?
1: Um, oh my God, I actually think it was around my birthday that I got Dark Souls three
0: mm-hmm.
1: around then, around October. And again, what my friend and I did was we co-op together and he would help me out through everything. And he was actually talking about everything as we were going through, because I would have a lot of questions and be like, okay, what's this and this and this? And I actually enjoyed the aesthetic of Dark Souls 3 a lot. (laughs) And playing dress up in there was really fun. I think my first memory when we started was him dumping all these items in front of me. He's like, here, I got presents for you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> here's a bunch of clothes so, for you to try on.
1: <laughs> that was it. He just gave me all of his spare clothes. He's like, "Here's this. Here's some clothes for you. Here's this. You want some of this?" That
0: is hilarious. That's so good. <clears throat> was it weird? So that made me happy. Dark Souls three when um without having the kind of context of the games that came before, or did did you kind of just get right into the lore?
1: I just got right into it, even without the context. My friend would explain like some of the references from the previous games to me mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but. I went in and I wasn't too confused, and it just made me want to try the other games more. Honestly,
0: yeah, just kind of made me more curious than anything.
1: <laughs> oh, it did! It made me really, really curious. So I was just like, I want to do more of this now. We're trying. He, we ended up getting the. He ended up recommended me getting the uh, Dark Souls Remaster, so I got that. Nice. And we're trying to play through that when we have the time. And I've been really excited about playing that because I wanted to meet and see like all of the characters from that one specifically
0: yeah i have the the most time in dark souls one so i have kind of the most um affection for that game so all of the characters Mm -hmm. i feel like they're like a a, all extended family for me now like it's just they're they're all so good and terrible terrible people and none of them have happy (laughs) lives whatsoever but uh they're all great (laughs) they're all they're all good they're all good boys and good good girls (laughs) (laughs) how far have you gotten into dark souls 1 so far
1: um we did not get very far because we had no time to play together yeah but um I think the furthest like we were able to, get, he was able to take me was I got to meet Solaire. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. So that's right after like the first beginning area. So that's good. Yes. <laughs> and Solar is such a good boy. That's a good. That's I love a good him. Moment.
1: He's. I was like, oh, it's the sun lad. He's so cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good vista too. Like Dark Souls, uh, the Dark Souls games are really good at doing. You know, giving you great like skyboxes to look at, and I think that's one of the best ones in the game. Just the sun coming through the clouds and him just standing there. I like, know it's so pretty. I really yeah. do love that. <laughs> It's really funny. It's really good.
1: <laughs> That's why I want to meet the character so bad. Because <laughs> every, every time I would see fan art of them, I'm just like, I want to meet them so bad. Who are you?
0: <laughs> Have you ever gotten burned that way? You see fan art for a character and think you're going to like them and then realize, like, oh, wait, you're actually a shitbag in a game.
1: You know, I haven't had that happen yet. And I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was just specifically thinking of like Alfred or someone who has like a, a real big you know heel turn. At the oh, of the game. oh,
1: no, no, no. Him <laughs> was oh, he's this cute like hunter guy. Oh man, he's so nice. Look at all this banner, and then he's just this crazy ass yonder eh? and bloodborne. Once I got farther enough, and I was like, oh, this is mm, that's questionable.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he has a pretty violent ending in that game. Like it's pretty it's pretty crazy and vicious
1: yeah when i got to that part i was just like at my friend like what the hell is this what just happened and he just laughed at me <laughs>
0: of course i thought it
1: was the funniest thing
0: because <laughs> souls veterans do that like we we're going to lead you up to the point and then we're going to laugh at you for you know for falling into the trap or for thinking that something is good it is bad and yeah
1: oh yeah he loved laughing at me at all my reactions for everything and i was just like you son of a bitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think that's one of the reasons that um like when Dark Souls came out, uh, like it became such a big streaming game. It's basically everybody wanted to see everybody's like first blind playthrough. Because it's such mm-hmm. a it's such a, a it's such a huge thing for a lot of people to play it the first time. They want to see that in other people too.
1: Yeah, I think he got a real good kick out of it because he actually played these games alone. He never actually really co opted with anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was he said it was a really fun experience to go back in and just talk with someone about the entire thing as he was doing it and playing together with someone.
0: How, how, how deep do y'all go? Are y'all like watching YouTube videos of, you know, Vati explaining stuff and things like that?
1: He recommended me some videos, but not too deep just because he liked explaining some of his own stuff that he would speculate. Mm-hmm. But I looked, I would look up some videos to see because I was curious about some things or how some people looked into it. So I did enjoy it because I really, really love lore things a lot, actually.
0: <laughs> What's your, some of your uh, like favorite stories out of Bloodborne or favorite characters? like when you were to learn more about um
1: them. oh my god so I really love the Yarnum Hunter so Gascoigne Eileen Henrik and um Jura that's probably my favorite group out okay. of everyone in Bloodborne
0: <laughs> basically and like really everybody would... in Bloodborne
1: <laughs> yeah uh, hey I like everybody in Bloodborne I'm valid to say I like every character <laughs> 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 I really do like every character, and that's actually hard for me to get me hooked and say that I like every character. So that means the game really got me if I can say that.
0: <laughs> Good, I'm glad. What is it about? Um, let, let's just pick a random one. Let's about Jura, for example.
1: I like his motivation for how he wanted to protect the visa. When I first went into the area, I was like, who is this guy yelling at me? And I'm still so upset the first time my friend had went off to kill him, and I didn't understand why. <laughs> You <laughs> want to kill him. So I told him, I was like, okay, can we like do the long way to get around and see everything? And I just like, I like seeing characters, I guess, thought process, why they're doing the things that they do. It's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I like that you can be portrayed either as this killer and you're going off and killing these hunters that are just doing their thing. Or you can like stop. And just come to understand why they're doing what they do, and I think that's neat.
0: Yeah, that is. Uh, and, and Bloodborne is so good about that with it, about giving you that kind of context, but with like out without overloading you with dialogue or like a bunch of reading to do. Like it's so good. It's so good and effective with what it what it does. And I'd, something about those Bloodborne characters that really inspired uh, people to just get real, real emotionally attached to them, which I find fascinating.
1: Oh, I know. I noticed that, like, you can pick out and see, like, especially with art or what people write, you can you can see who those favorites are between a group of people. And I just, I don't know, it was just something about it. And I got attached to wanting to, like, understand all the characters, wanting to draw all the characters I possibly could, trying to, I guess, just explore with my art, like, how can I portray these characters in the best way?
0: Who's the Who's your favorite person to draw out of the series?
1: Probably Eileen. How come? I think it's yeah, definitely Eileen because um, when I paint Eileen, there's just something about it that feels different in the way that I have her be expressive because she has her face hidden off, so it's it comes off as very like hidden to me, and with the texture of the uh, crow feather cloak, the way I make that with my um, ink brushes, I use a non waterproof. Japanese ink brush and just make these strokes against the paper and I'll water it down to where it has that like effect that the um, cloak does in the game. And it's just drawing her is probably one of my favorite things because of that.
0: Nice. That's interesting The like using that kind of technique to get a, a texture that you want out of it. That's really cool.
1: It's really fun to experiment like that and that's what that's what I would do with all the characters. I would draw pick and choose some of my favorites, draw them out and see I could experiment with um the line work and the ink work for it.
0: You'll have to um, after this send me a couple of links to your to some of your favorite <laughs> pieces so I can include in the show notes because I'm sure right now people are like, well, I want to see what she's talking about. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll put links to this in the show notes so you can just go, you know, on your phone, just go, go tap a button and go see exactly what Ash is talking about. So. Oh
1: yeah, I can definitely link that out, no problem. <laughs> cool.
0: Um, you mentioned liking the the Dark Souls um, aesthetic quite a bit, um, coming from Bloodborne, like it's it's so dramatically different because it's you know more much more of a fantasy setting than this kind of weird. Mm-hmm. goth type thing um or gothic maybe not well i guess goth too but gothic is what i was going for uh is that something that like is that kind of a, a setting and an environment that that also inspires you like similar to bloodborne or is it just yes it
1: is it is and also because i've always been into fantasy settings like that like just the general kind of fantasy settings since i was little so i got i i knew I was gonna be hooked immediately when i got into it like that <laughs>
0: immediately got into it did you finish oh yeah did you go go all the way through it
1: for from dark souls 3 yes we're still working on the dlc though
0: (laughs) oh god yeah i'm sorry
1: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm having a hard time we almost got to one shot i can't say her name i think it's frida yeah Mm -hmm. we almost one shot her on my file and i got greedy
0: (laughs) That's a tough fight, <laughs> a, a three-phase boss fight where they refill the health oh, and every man. and every phase. It's just it's just vicious.
1: <clears throat> it's it's rough that fight, but my god, do I enjoy it so much! I love it to the, death. Uh,
0: that that enormous dude and just you know, just d- d- pounding that that thing, whatever the hell it is that he's carrying around, is just such a such a cool visual. I, I don't know like the, the, the whole the, everything around that except for the fight itself I love like the the style the cinematics and the music and everything I just don't like actually playing it which is kind of a bummer
1: yeah just, that fight is rough and I think that's like one of the worst fights that's ever tilted me
0: <laughs> is that, um, do you have a, do you have like the most frustrating boss fight that almost made you put the, go- the game down or anything
1: uh, it was probably that one because we pretty much got through most of the boss fights with no problems. Like when we played together, especially since both of us were an arcane build. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that fight that was screwing us over so bad.
0: Man, and magic builds are tough in Dark Souls 3. Like I, I... He,
1: he told me that and he warned me. He's like, you know, this is going to be hard. And I was like, yeah, but you look so cool when you're doing it. And I want to do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's um like sorcery was always been my go-to in these games, so I started Dark Souls 3 as a sorcerer and was like, I'm just going to have a dagger, I'm going to backstab people, and then I'm going to shoot them with my beams from far away. And then I, I got to the tree boss, and I was like, okay, so not going to work on this at all. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to rethink my entire strategy, because trying to hit those little, little pustule things with a little dagger was not working very well.
1: Yeah, I. he told me we were going to have a hard time. Thankfully, he could like attack stuff with swords and things like that, and I had... A dagger that he gave to me as a gift from the very beginning of the game. He got from the DLC, so that kept us going. Thankfully, okay.
0: <laughs> it's so nice that your friends are hooking you up with weapons and everything, weapons and clothes and everything else.
1: That's yeah, awesome. man, I got the I got gifted real well <laughs> when I went into this, and I was like, God bless my friend for doing this for me.
0: You have a like a favorite set that you that you kind of gravitated towards on Dark Souls. 3? Yes,
1: actually, not even a set. I mixed and matched a set together because I wanted to make an outfit that I would I would like that I would draw. So. What is it? So I'm using the court sorcerers robe, the pyromancer hood and pants and um the dancer hands. Oh, and they nice. made a really nice outfit and I love drawing that outfit so much.
0: Man, the dancer's clothes are so cool. Like the the way that they animated all of that stuff was so it's just so like I would put on the dancer's outfit and just like wander around Fireling Shrine just <laughs> watching it move like a dork. <laughs>
1: I've actually had some really interesting experiences with Dark Souls three in terms because we were co-oping. So you get invaded Mm -hmm. from what I call. And he would tell me that we've had some really funny invasions when we were playing together that were actually pretty memorable. I think my favorite one is um, I think we were in Irithyll. I don't remember where I think it was the dungeon part of Irithyll. And we got invaded and we didn't attack the guy. We were trying to just do our own thing, and I think he took a hint that we were trying to just do our own thing, so he was trying to lead us around and help us out. And because I had a Blue Sentinel thing equipped, we got a helper, Blue Sentinel, and he was attacking the um, invader. And me and my friend were kind of just sitting down watching, and I think when he realized, because the invader wasn't attacking back, he was like, oh, okay, they're helping too. So we ended up with a four-man party. Going out through this entire place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like you had a, a like a like a D and D crew almost.
1: <laughs> we did. We basically had the what's the equivalent of like in fourteen. We had a light party. We go. literally had a four man dungeon party, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever because they stayed for a good hour, hour and a half with us.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Like that's it's fun when you have like random experiences that way. Um, th- there was a, a article that just came out. It was an interview with Miyazaki where they were asking him about like Sekiro and stuff. Um, but he had an anecdote of like the reason that he came up with like the kind of anonymous summoning things was he got uh, stuck in the snow at one point and um, some stranger behind him, like uh, basically like, got up very close behind him in a car and just pushed him and they both knew that if either one of them got out they would get stuck so they just had to keep going and so they you know got him over whatever the hill or whatever the thing is and then they both just went about their way which is like the perfect dark souls metaphor like it's it's yes that's exactly what it is like some rando comes into your game either to try to kill you or to help you and then disappears forever you never talk to them again
1: yeah they never talked to us again, but the memory stays with me. And I appreciate that honestly, because it made for fun stories to share with my friends.
0: Exactly. Yeah. PVP stories are some of my fun, some of my favorites in the, from the game. Oh my God. We had,
1: we had PVP, but we got invaded and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen happen in my life. We were in the, um, um, Ashes of Irondale DLC, and some dude invaded us, and we're like, we're, we don't, we don't want to deal with this. So we, we're in the middle of the snow forest. We go to a tree. We use that transfiguration thing, and it turns us into random objects. And this poor dude has probably run us by us like three, four, five times <laughs> as we're like these random objects in the middle of the woods that shouldn't be there. And across the cliff, he's running. He stops and he sees us, and he just, he just stares and he's probably, I'm probably imagining on the other side, he's probably just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes to kill us, but it was just so funny you No, know, this poor guy was running around looking for us, and we're just we're right there in front of him.
0: <laughs> the th- Messing with invaders is some of my favorite stuff in the world, too. Like, uh, and I, I used to do something similar in Dark Souls 1 with a way overpowered sorcery build. I would just hang out <clears throat> in a, a popular place to get invaded, and use the chameleon spell to like turn into an object or whatever and the vader would just because they i, I kind of knew the past like they were running to where they assumed that i would be and so they would run right past me and i would just shoot them in the back with a spell and kill them in one shot and it was just oh my god it's probably one of the it was one of the more evil things that i've done but i'm, I'm, I'm a noted asshole when it comes to dark souls but pvp so <laughs> so i can get away with it i guess
1: See, I could never PvP in, like, Dark Souls or Bloodborne because I I don't think I'm good enough for it, but I love to PvP in 14 and I love pushing people off cliffs and watching them die. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's Yeah, gravity being the true monster in Dark Souls, I think, is, is, is really, really fun. Like, pushing people off cliffs is really great.
1: That's actually what I usually die to, is gravity, all the time <laughs> when I'm playing with my friends. It's always gravity that's that- always what's killed.
0: Back on the 360, they were um, it was pretty common to have, um, like, hackers in Dark Souls. Like, they would just give themselves oh. inf- infinite health or whatever. Um, but they were always really, really bad players, so it was always extremely easy just to knock them off a cliff in the forest or something. Like, it was just, it was always just really satisfying. You'd get, like, 10 billion souls for it because they had leveled themselves oh. up so much. I mean, it's just, it oh was my so dumb God. and so great, yeah.
1: That's honestly amazing. I love that. <laughs>
0: So you've got you went through Bloodborne and you went through Dark Souls three. You're going through Dark Souls one. Uh, yes. Are you Are you planning on going through the entire series? Are you gonna try to go back to Demons or Dark Souls two?
1: We oh uh, yeah, we have Dark Souls two also, so we're ready to do that one as well. <laughs>
0: It's a little harder to co op in Dark Souls 2 with the way that the. Yeah,
1: we've. My friend has told me about that. He's yep. played it. He's played all these games through and he's pumped like a ton of hours in them and he's told me <laughs> it's harder to co op in there. So we're prepared. He, he knows what he's doing to help me, which is really great, honestly.
0: I am. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, is. Because all of the artists that I've interviewed and that I've talked to, um, obviously, they all like enjoy drawing these characters and things. Is it does it, do you ever get in kind of a bind of like, OK, I want to play the game, but I also want to draw the game and like having to kind of battle that out?
1: So, yeah, I do feel that it's like I want to play the game to get more inspiration but i'm playing another game so often that i don't want to sit down in front of my uh makeshift tv stand to play the game
0: because <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i like playing together with my friend I, as much as it would be better to play alone for some things to get a better experience i actually enjoy a bit p- playing it better with my friend who got the game for me just so we can like have fun together while we're doing it but every every now and then we will go back we'll play together and it just gives me more drawing ideas which is really fun.
0: Yeah. How often are you so, uh, are are you drawing stuff like is that just like something that you do every day?
1: Yes, actually every day.
0: Oh wow. Okay. And
1: I go to school for art.
0: <laughs> cool. Excellent. Are you uh like is it primarily souls and final fantasy 14 stuff or
1: it's um it is mostly Final Fantasy 14 stuff but I also do a lot of original works and things like that. But I'm mostly just drawing art for that. So I'm usually just drawing the same character, my 14 character, my friends' 14 characters, sometimes original stuff. So it depends on what I'm in for the mood.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Going through Bloodborne and playing that with your friend. Um, do, do you have like a, like a favorite, like a, a level or something that kind of stuck out in you? Like the first time you saw it, you're like, holy shit, what what is this? What could this possibly be?
1: Um, more so like, oh my God, I finally found the thing that I can connect my character to was the big <laughs> one for me because we were, he, he already liked put his original character in Bloodborne because there was a place in 14 that was like it's a very specific thing called Ishgard and I was like there has to be an equivalent of that in this game and as soon as we got to Kanehurst, I was like oh my god it's perfect
0: <laughs> so would you say like puts your character from Final Fantasy from Final Fantasy 14 in there like you're just trying to find a similar setting that jives with like your the character that you've created in that other game yes
1: yeah, so kind of like an alternate universe that reflected what I already had set up in the game she was originally from
0: gotcha <laughs> How uh, how deep are you going on your on your characters in Bloodborne? Like uh like I know some people like I always name my my people like goofy names. Like I don't really do I don't invest a lot of like character work or building or with them or anything. Oh, I know... I,
1: we went in hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how so? Like give me some
1: give me some examples. Uh, backstory. Uh, how they fight themselves. Like just writing up stories about their own travels. Not like not making them. Kind of like the main character hunter of the game, kind of the, being them their own thing, you know, their own kind of hunter character. Thinking of like a kind of backstory, like where are they from, and trying to think of like more of the universe. Like, okay, well, how can I imagine how this game actually is outside of what's been portrayed in the game that I can use for my character? Those kind of things.
0: Does uh does that how does that reflect in the actual play? Like, was you and your friend are are kind of co oping through this with these specific characters that you've written so much about? Um, does that affect the way that you play? Like, do you pick up something and be like, oh, she wouldn't use this, so I'm not going to use this or, you know, she...
1: Nope. No, no, no. We we use everything. It just gives <laughs> us more ideas of, like, when we pick up something it's like, oh, maybe I can explore that more with my character and see if they would use something like that. And we... I would draw that out in art and... um, Like, one of the things was I thought the Beast Claws were one of the coolest things ever just because I love drawing, like, monsters and stuff. So... Without the rune, it was just the claws, and I ended up drawing my character with that. And I was just like, oh man, this is actually really fitting, and I love it.
0: (laughs) That's interesting because, um, do you do that with like pretty much any game that you play? Like any care, any game that allows you to kind of create your own character to go through that?
1: So I actually never really played games with character creators before, surprisingly. So when I got that into 14, I had been like working on that character on and off for five years. And when I started getting into like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, it gave me a chance to try and think, oh, how would my character be in this setting? Because I love world building a lot. It's really fun for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had fun exploring those kind of ideas. And now I end up just using the same character, honestly, <laughs> anytime there's like a character creator, just because she's like my go to character for things. Sure. And she's got she's so set in personality and how I draw her that it helps me like I get like get more attached to the game in a way.
0: Yeah, I can see that. You're kind of experiencing the game through that character that you created kind of brings it closer to you in some way.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Interesting. I'm sure you're doing like fan art of your character as well, across a bunch of different video games.
1: Oh yeah, I am. There's only there's only like two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just Final only, Fantasy Fourteen get... and Bloodborne.
1: <laughs> and Dark Souls three. And, and that's yeah,
0: that's and, it. And yeah. So Soulsborne and, and Final Fantasy Fourteen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's really funny what um is is, is somebody that's kind of played through these games in the in the last year or so like what we're in such a weird place with from software because like we've got some weird vr game coming out next week we've got you know sekiro on the horizon which looks completely different from any of the souls games that have come before it uh but for your what what is your what is your ideal from software game going in the future
1: Honestly, is it bad to say that I think the VR game looks really cute?
0: No, no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked about it. Like, I am so excited. it. that's
1: uh, that's a very much me aesthetic kind of game. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't own a VR because those are expensive.
0: Yeah, I was lucky enough that I I got a a PSVR as a gift, and um, I'm not... Like a hundred percent sold on like the technology or anything. Like I think it's really uh-huh. really cool, but um I am so stoked to get like from software's weird fairy explore the school game going man. I'm just it's gonna be so weird and I'm, I just I can't wait. I'm so excited for it
1: you should be excited i think it's cute because that's the kind of stuff i love mm-hmm. and i was like i wish i could play this but i'm not dropping like four hundred dollars for a vr set for one thing for,
0: for one from software game that's probably only going to be like you know five hours long or something so mm-hmm.
1: i'll um, just wa- i don't know if people can record videos on youtube for that kind of stuff but if anything i might just watch from there
0: yeah um i have a couple of friends that are planning on like streaming their first playthrough and i'm sure they'll are good it and stuff like that um I, and I'm sure that there's going to be like a lot of LPs for it because I, I have to imagine it's not going to be an extremely long game. Um, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pretty pretty stoked about it. Sure. We we talked about this a little earlier, um, and I think you may have answered this question, but I always like to ask people: um, in what ways do you think that playing Dark Souls or Bloodborne has kind of changed you? Either makes you making you approach video games differently, or the world differently, or approaching people, or anything like that. Do you think that it's changed you, and if so, how so?
1: Um. Oh God, you know, it got me to be a little bit more open with talking to people in fandoms because I normally kept my, I keep to myself a lot, surprisingly, Mm -hmm. but getting like that, the positive reception that it did made me want to like reach out and talk to people more in fandoms, just seeing like how, you know, nice they were. And on top of that, it got me to take, it got me to take my, like, my um, traditional art more seriously because I used to be so afraid to work in black and white and inks. And now that I've done it, I feel like I've improved so much. And I feel like it's thanks to getting into the series that it helps me like really get into a way with my art that I enjoy now.
0: That's awesome. That's really great. (laughs) What? uh ashley thank you so much for um number one rescheduling because last week i was so sick that i could barely even talk so thank you so much for being (laughs) patient with me for that no
1: it's okay i understand getting sick trust me if i was sick i would tell you too so i appreciate (laughs) you trying to be a trooper for that
0: um but thank you so much for getting up early on a sunday and and podcasting with me i super appreciate it it's been uh, it's been an absolute delight
1: I'm glad it was. I'm, I'm sorry if it wasn't too interesting talking with me. <laughs> oh, if I was talking no, too much no. about
0: art. No, no. This is uh, the, the reason I go. I, I, I try to recruit artists and things is to get those kind of opinions. And like, I actually talked about technique and stuff like that. I think is super interesting. So that's that's all great. Like this was. This is all. Oh, that's
1: good. awesome. Then I'm really glad you enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot.
0: Can you uh, can you tell people where they can come find you on the internet? Should they choose to do so?
1: Um. Okay. There is my Twitter, Annex Trine, A N, oh god, A N Y X T, R I N E. That's where I mostly post most of my art stuff. But it's mostly like ninety percent Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. But I do post most of my art there. Excellent. And my, tu- you can find me on my Tumblr for uh, Dravanian. I can give you those links after that just because they're, they're um, FF 14 names. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll definitely add all that to the show notes. Um, if you want to pull some of your art and stuff, like some, some examples, I'll, I'll add links, direct links to that as well. So people can Yeah, sure it Sure thing.
1: I'll definitely do that. Yeah.
0: Um, and again, thank you very much for guesting. I very much appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome. I had a really good time doing this. I appreciate it a lot. It was the first time I've ever done something like this before.
0: I, for some reason, am a lot of people's first podcast. Like, it just works out (laughs) that that way, so... (laughs) Um, as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of the previous episodes if you want to go back and listen to them for the third and fourth time. It also has a link to the Patreon if you want to support the show directly. It also has links to the t-shirt if you want to put a skelly on your belly. That is the place to do so. Thank you everybody that has been listening, been sharing the podcast, and uh, been helping me recruit some new people to get onto the show. I really appreciate that. Uh, and for all the nice iTunes reviews, I got some good ones recently. And I'm just so stoked about that. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great guest. And until then, remember, don't give up, skeleton. Hey, like, that
1: was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like that whole little spiel. That was cute. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.